What's up, everybody? This is we're back with another podcast. Sorry, we haven't we haven't made one in a while, but this is every college basketball's favorite month of the year, March. And you know what's in March? March Madness. All the upsets, all the buzzer beaters, all the Cinderella stories, all of the stuff is record is gonna happen, and we're gonna talk about it today in this podcast. Starting off with must watch first round games. Uh, I have one. That I want to cover, but Dylan and Charlie, you guys can go. Okay. Yes, so I am looking at a matchup right now, and it is uh, St. Bonnie's versus LSU um, in the East. I think that will be a great matchup. St. Bonnie's a very underrated team who got a pretty lucky draw versus LSU. Um, Remember, LSU was in a bad LSU team. They have, a, they have Cam Baker. Played in, the, uh, played in the championship game. Uh, on Saturday, I believe. So uh, LSU should be fresh for Wednesday uh, versus St. Bonnie's. So uh, let's see how that matchup plays out. Dylan, you glitched out. What do you mean? Yeah, you glitched oh, out. My bad. I might have glitched out too. But Dylan, I totally agree with the Bonnie's matchup. I, another one I want to cover is I think the matchup of the first round: Loyola Chicago versus Georgia Tech. Two teams coming out of winning their conferences. Georgia Tech with an upset, not upset, but big win over Florida State on Saturday. And so mm-hmm. that matchup contains guards, big men, small forwards, power forward, shooting guards. Every single person on that court is going to be wanting it badly. Two feisty teams that are scrappy for the ball, and that's a great first round matchup. The only problem with that is they have to go face my prediction to win the national championship, which I am not going to say yet because we'll cover that later in the podcast. But yeah, one one team Charlie, for Charlie, what's one, the matchup of the first round? One team for me would definitely be Villanova versus Winthrop, uh, just because. Well, um, in the biggest tournament, we saw Colin um, Gillespie hurt one of Villanova's best player, if not the best player. And they have a then they have one more player injured who is a big contributor to their success, and they're playing a Winthrop team who is twenty three and one. Yeah, they they're a very good team. They would be much better if they were in a better division, uh, because they're a twelve seed. But that that is not that isn't their decision, and they're a very good team. So I think they could, I think they will take on this Villanova team and go and win like win the game, because as we saw in the Big East tournament. Villanova lost to Georgetown, which is not a very, um, like, you could see the impact Kong Gillespie makes, and losing to Georgetown is just not something Villanova would do, and I guess they did without yeah, Kong I Gillespie. That. I want to let's start, start to cover this. Let's go by quadrant. The upper, uh, the upper left quadrant, also yeah. better known in the March Madness as the West Quadrant of this tournament. We got Gonzaga. We got Iowa. We got we got Kansas. We got Oregon. We got VCU. Creighton. We got USC. We got Creighton. We got Virginia. We got all these teams. All these teams fighting for a Final Four spot. And um, I want to cover one matchup: UCSB versus Creighton. Creighton just came off a okay. bad loss in the championship to Georgetown, and UCSB, a team that won their conference and is a powerhouse. If you've seen them, they have. One of the, they have a great guard, they have a great backcourt, they have a great front court, and I think they're going to give Creighton some trouble. Uh, I think Creighton can pull away, but UCSB is a team to look out for, and nobody be shocked if they win this game. I definitely yeah, and agree. Another Let's ma- stay yeah. 
in the West Conference, uh, just above them on the bracket, Oklahoma versus Missouri. Versus Eight Missouri. and nine seeds battling out. Uh, I believe both teams are very underrated, and they play scrappy. They're going to play for those 40 minutes. Like, their life depends on it. Um, but, yeah, uh, it is kind of unfortunate that they have to play Gonzaga if they win against the number 16 seed, which is most likely. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I really wish that uh, either one of those Oklahoma or Missouri teams did not have to play such a powerhouse. Yeah, and I want to point something out here quick. Uh, wait, first of all, can you guys hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Okay, so one thing I want to point out is Gonzaga. Me and Charlie, we talked about this a lot yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we Gonzaga, they've really played no competition. They played West Virginia, and they won. They played Iowa, and they won. But those are the really only, only two games. And Jalen Suggs, along with the help of his teammates, wants to help them take home a national championship. They're going to need to play a lot more physical and scrappy as they did this regular season, especially because yeah. they're in a tough, tough, tough uh, quadrant with Creighton, UVA, USC, led by Ev- um, led by Evan Mobley, Kansas, yes. and Iowa. But another team. another thing, every we're saying they're overrated. Like we said, they're overrated. They haven't proved us right. They haven't proved us right. They're twenty six and zero. I mean, yeah. we can't really say they're overrated because that's not that's not their decision and to be in that conference. I and I agree with Charlie. Uh, who they play does is not up to them. I mean, they've done the best that they could do while playing these teams. Mm-hmm. It's not like they opted to play worse teams and won by this much. It'll definitely be interesting to see, maybe if they move on to the Elite Eight or the Final Four, uh, how they match up against better competition. But I definitely don't think they're overrated. I, yeah, I, I don't think they're overrated, but I just think that if they want if they want to win, they're going to need to step it up. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um yeah, they're getting. I mean, they proved to us during the season that they could play with the best of the best. But consecutive games versus those guys, I don't know how will it be. Will it be like their season twenty five, like thirty point blowouts every game, or will it be a close game? I re- I really want to see Gonzaga in a close game because I feel like that benefits the players a lot. Yeah, and I they agree. have a lot of NBA talent on that team. I agree. Jaylen, and moving, so on, and moving on, so let's for every single quadrant, let's predict our Elite Eight, our Final Four. For the Elite Eight of our West Quadrant, I'm going Gonzaga and Iowa, two best teams, two highest seeds in this quadrant. And honestly, I don't think they're getting. I, I don't think they're winning the national championship. But I mean, I gotta go Gonzaga, uh, going to the Final Four. Yeah, I I think there's gonna be a little upset here. I don't know if it's. That big an upset, but I think I'm going to go with Gonzaga, not an upset, but Florida State. Because the, you, they've seen – they have a little bit of streaky players. But in March, I feel like they're all going to turn up and really be in their best form. Because, you know, March is where so many players prove themselves and get an NBA career. So I think they're just really going to turn up like Kemba and all these players and try to make it to the league and make their childhood dreams come true. I totally agree with Charlie. I mean, I think players that have to prove that they're a first-round pick or prove that they can carry a team and be a leader um, and make themselves a Cinderella story. I think players like Luke Garza and uh, Book Knight on UConn, shout-out to Charlie, will carry their teams far. So I believe the teams 
that will make it to the Final Four, Elite Eight, or even the National Championship will have to have. And Dylan, who's yeah, your but also. Oh, okay. Also, uh, sorry, one thing. One thing, uh, if you're going to make it to the national championship, you can't just have one player carrying. You're going to have to have two to five or two to three really good players getting on that elite S tier level where they could carry their team all the way through. I sorry, think, Jack. Yeah, yeah, and as we saw last year with, um, with uh, Cam Reddish, uh, RJ Barrett, and Zion, that wasn't even enough to make it to the final four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so I don't know how these teams uh, will stack up against teams that are very stacked, uh, like Gonzaga against these other teams that may not have one great player, but have uh, a bench full of people and a starting five of full scrappy players that can give you a good 40 minutes. And moving on to the East Quadrant, the bottom left, we got teams, number one seed Michigan, we got number two seed Bama. We got number three seed Texas, number four seed Florida State, number five seed Colorado. And honestly, uh, this is a great division. And um, first thing I want to answer is a question. Shout out to Joey Crusco. He asked me, who will win this game, UConn or Maryland? And Joey, yeah, this, this, question I, this question you asked, thank you for asking this question, guys. We need more questions. If you want to ask us any March Madness questions, DM us on Instagram. But this question, Joey, that I want to announce to you is that Maryland, Eric Ayala and Aaron Wiggins are a great backcourt duo. They are amazing. And I think that with the help of those two, they can make it a really close game. But James Booknight is going to take over. He is going to drop at least 25 points. And UConn oh, yeah. will win this game. Yeah. Win this game. Yeah. And um, see, I am a UConn fan. I'm. I don't think I am a little biased, but I might be a little bit biased. Uh, UConn and Maryland. I haven't watched Maryland much. I just haven't just picked out the time. Oh, I'm gonna watch Maryland. But uh, UConn and Maryland, they both have two players who can get a bucket. Like two players who would just like come up the court. If you need a bucket, they'll get it. Our uh, UConn for us is uh, James Booknight and Adame Sinogo. If you haven't heard of Adame Sinogo, go check him out. Great post player. One of the, some of the best footwork I've ever seen in the post for a big guy. Uh, Maryland, as Jackson actually guards. They're great. I think it's going to be a pretty close game. I'm excited for a 7-10 matchup. Yeah, I agree. And the next matchup I want to cover in this quadrant is number five seed Colorado, number 12 seed Georgetown. Georgetown is just coming off of a, at least, I think, 25-point win over Creighton in the Big East Championship, clinching their ticket for this March Madness tournament. As a 12 seed, I think they're upset in Colorado. I think they they have a great team, very scrappy team that is it's a very selfless team, and I don't think they're making it past the second round. I think my two teams are making it to the Elite Eight or Florida State and Bama, but I got Bama going to the Final Four in the yeah. Um, I'm going to yeah. And I think I'm I'm going to be honest. I uh, agree. Stay in the East Quadrant. Charlie, what? I don't think the best team uh, is the one seed. I don't think the best team is the two seed. I think the best team in the East Quadrant is Florida State, and they will at least make it to the I disagree. I kindly disagree. I think Bama is clearly the best player in that division, and Michigan is a close second. But um, uh, I, I, uh, I think my teams going to the Final Four are going to be 
our Elite Eight are going to be uh, Alabama and Michigan, one and two. I think that's just like, I wouldn't say obvious, but Alabama right now is so hot. They're so dangerous. Javon Quinterly going off and just going crazy. I respectfully disagree about uh, about Michigan. I think with, You're a Michigan hater. No, no, I'm not a Michigan hater. I think that Hunter Dickinson is the best freshman, or one of the best freshmen in, from this year. But um, Florida State, I think that they're going to pull it off, and I think Florida State's going to make a run to the Elite Eight. But Bama's going to top them off. But, Dylan, I know you're a Michigan fan, and I know you guys definitely have it in you to make it to the Elite Eight, Final Four, maybe even the National Championship. But, 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 you guys are going to need to go through a Florida State team playing in one of the best divisions in college ball. Michigan is in the best divisions in college ball, so just hear me out here. I think that Florida State will take you guys down. Mm-hmm. I, I, I uh, half-heartedly agree. Uh, as much as I want Michigan to make it to the Final Four, um, and make it back to the national championship as they did in, I believe, 2018 against Villanova. I think their road comes to the end in the Elite Eight when altogether they have to face Florida State. They would face, they they would face Florida Colorado State in the Sweet Georgia. 16. Right, right, right. Um, Here, um, anyway, I do think their road comes to the end when they face Florida State. They're just outmatched, I think. Uh, Michigan had a Cinderella season. Uh, you're going to hear that term a lot more later in this podcast. Yeah, but I, I don't know. But I think they got a bit lucky in the regular season, and they will not make it past Florida I mean, State or Alabama. Michigan is now, now a basketball team. They were a football team, now they're a basketball team. I don't see... I don't see Florida State beating Michigan. I could... I, I mean, it could happen. Don't get me wrong. But... Uh, Michigan is a very consistent team as they have been throughout the season, but that's not that's not oh shoot that's not true with Florida State. They were very inconsistent, losing the teams they shouldn't have, beating teams they shouldn't have, and in March Madness you gotta win a lot. You gotta win a lot of games in a row, and they are going to have a lot of trouble beating um more than two teams in a row because that are good teams. After the first round, so and Charlie, I 100% agree. But moving on to the South Quadrant, this is going to be a very, very, very biased thing as a UNC fan. But uh, Armando Baycock, Garrison Brooks, Walker Kessler, and the uh, I'm not Luke Black, sorry. Um, what's his name? I just forgot his name. Uh, he'll come back to me. Walker Kessler, Armando Baycock, Garrison Brooks. And uh, the rest of the team, Caleb Love. Oh, Jaron Sharp. That's who I was thinking of. Uh, these guys are a great – these guys – Roy Williams is one of the best coaches, one of the best coaches of all time. And I think that they can take down Wisconsin. Honestly, Baylor is going to be biased, but I think we can beat Baylor. And if we get past Baylor, to be honest with you, I don't think anyone's stopping us till the Elite Eight. And that's what I'm I mean, Jack, I, I think this is the most – Somewhat. Because okay. I think that's very biased – just because you can't you can't just beat Baylor just like oh yeah I think we could beat Baylor now just like no you can't lose to Syracuse um and like lose to like lose to Florida State they are a good team but you cannot just fly by Baylor they're such a talented team that everybody can shoot everybody could handle the ball and your guys I don't think your bigs and your guards will just be able to compete as Caleb is a great player don't get me wrong athletic good shooter but 
Uh, the Baylor has some talent, has some special people on that team. And UNC this season, they're just as maybe more inconsistent as, as Florida State. And I have yeah. to agree. Uh, Jared Butler, uh, Mark Vidal, uh, Davion Mitchell uh, are all great players on that team. And they're just so well-rounded yeah. in ways that, UConn, um, that ways that UNC is not. I don't see UNC just flying by them, as Charlie and said. And one thing, Baylor, in my opinion, I think they're the most well-rounded number one seed and most well-rounded um, team in the tournament. Um, because Michigan, they don't have that many guys who could just boom, 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 score. And Like Gonzaga, they have a top three. They're a very, very thin lineup. And that got them by. That got them by for the, for, um, for the regular season. I just don't know if it will for the um, – for March Madness. And then Illinois, they are a very good team. Are they? Are they going to be able to get past some of the very, 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 very great teams like Baylor, Gonzaga, and Michigan, and like even like Alabama, some team like that, even though they aren't in the same conference? I just don't see Baylor like losing until at least the Final Four. So I, I agree. But I think the game. And the sleeper pick of the South is Winthrop, twenty-three and one, playing and playing with uh, Villanova, playing with an injured Colin Gillespie. Especially because, especially though, Samuels and uh, Robinson Earl are two great players on the Villanova team. I think that Winthrop, a red hot Winthrop, is making it. Uh, I honestly think all the way to the Sweet 16. Oh, I think that they're and, making it to the Sweet 16, giving a run for their money. Yeah, and, and Samuels and all the other guys, they're missing two of their best players, Villanova. The rest of those guys, Colin Gillespie is enough to carry them to beat a team like Winthrop or Creighton or someone. But Samuels, he's not that guy. The rest of those people on their team, they're not that guy. They're a team player. They all play their role. That's why Villanova is always so good. But when you're missing your main piece – it's not going to work in March Madness. I'm sorry, but going over your losing. And my final four pick for the South Quadrant before we move on to Midwest, I'm going with Ohio State. They gave a, they played their minds out yesterday against Illinois. They gave them a run for their money, took it to overtime, down 13 at a point. And Ohio State, honestly – Dude, you could see, you saw how they shoot. You you saw Walker. You saw Walker make five threes in the in, in the in like the final five minutes or six minutes yesterday. But I think Ohio State's making the final four, but then losing in the final four. Yeah, and Ohio State uh, is yeah, also another team. But I will have to respectfully disagree with you. Oh, really? I mean, uh, the, I am being completely honest when I'm saying there's no bias here, as I am a Michigan fan. But I think Ohio State is a front runner to get upset. Um, as Charlie said, the inconsistent teams don't usually make far, and teams that they face, um, if they win, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. They face either Florida or Virginia Tech, uh, and both of those teams plays a consistent game. Uh, so I think Ohio State will not make it. To the elite eight, maybe not even to the no, Sweet Sixteen. I, I don't agree. I, I don't agree. Yeah, I don't agree. Just because they have a well-rounded, um, well-rounded team, and then they have some, they have some very, 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 very talented players. Michi Johnson, great talent. Like all these guys, amazing and well-rounded. Do I think they could beat 
um, beat teams like Baylor? No, I don't think so. Do I think they could beat teams like um, some like Alabama type teams? No, but are they great? Yes, I agree. But... I mean, if we look at if we look at their schedule in the past, March fourteenth they lost to Illinois. Uh, March thirteenth they won Michigan by only uh, a point. Michigan played absolutely horrible that game. Uh, again, they won but, won in they won against Purdue in overtime. Purdue's a great team, a great margin. Purdue is a great team uh, to win by, so but a team that they should be if they're going to the final uh, four uh, so by a lot. After and they only won Minnesota by four points. So you see the chain of wins by only a couple points, and that really scares me. Yeah, and another another thing. Uh, I said Ohio State was very well-rounded, but again, they're well-rounded in a short. They're very streaky. Like, they could go off some games for a two- to three-game span, absolutely go insane, but but you don't see, like, them losing. And they go win, 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 lose, lose. Win, 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 lose, lose. Yeah. Streaky, very streaky. And it seems that they're on kind of a crossroads for the win, 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 and lose, lose, mm-hmm. as they have won um, in their last one, two, three, four, and five games. They're about three and two. So against teams that they should maybe be four and one or even five and oh against, uh, uh, as you said, streaky team. Let's see where the tides turn for Ohio uh, State. I agree. And moving on to our final quadrant, Midwest. Okay. The Midwest quadrant. I think the game of this conference, well, besides the Loyal Chicago and Georgia Tech, which I talked about, San Diego State and Syracuse. Buddy Beheim is the best shooter in college basketball right now. Not, not in all. Right now, over the last month, Buddy Bayham has been the best shooter in college basketball. And San Diego State, I have winning this game. But I have them also beating West Virginia because San Diego State is a very underrated team that no one pays attention to. But I think Syracuse can give them a run for their money. And watch out for Syracuse. Yeah. And um, as you're talking about Buddy Bayham, he can get hot making one, two, three, boom, boom, boom. There's. 18 points for Betty by Heron. Not 18. Maybe like 9 or 12. Yep. And Already then, on the board. And PPP. Yeah. So, I was looking at Clemson and Rutgers. Of course, Rutgers from New Jersey. Everyone wants them to do well. Uh, so, I think that will be a great matchup to watch. Just to see how they match up against Clemson. Uh, a college sports powerhouse in all aspects um, of each sport. Uh, I really like to see how far they can go this year as their basketball team. Usually not the best, but this year, they're proving everyone wrong. So, right. my mm-hmm. my OE8 for this conference, as this is a uh, relatively short, um, short uh, region, honestly, guys, you, you might disagree with me with this. I got San Diego huh? State going all the way to the OE8. I wow. got them playing Illinois. Now I got them losing, and I got Illinois in the final four. But let's talk about San Diego State. Now I am going to make a strong case for Loyola Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, some analysts say that they're better from their final four run in 2018, and I'm totally hopping on the NC uh, bandwagon. I think. Oh, uh, but going here, let me just say some things first. Uh, San Diego State, they have Matt Mitchell, who is one of the best forwards. In that we've seen that we're one of the best forwards, along with Tr- 
Trey Pulliam and Nathan Minash. Those three are a great trio, and they work together. I think they can make it all the way to the eight. But my national champ, my final four is Gonzaga, Bama, Ohio State, and Illinois. Right. Oh, I have a problem with Illinois, and I mean, one of the reasons is their name, the Illinois Fighting Illinois. No, it's Illini. <laughs> like, huh? Illini? I think that's even worse. Anyway. Uh, back to basketball. <laughs> I just don't think they're fit for the job. Uh, I don't really have a specific reason, but there's something inside me that is saying Illinois will not make it. Uh, uh, okay, I, I could disagree. I think Illinois at least make it at the worst to the uh, Elite Eight, but my Elite I Eight agree. for the Midwest is Illinois. And Oklahoma State. Before you Charlie, talk, how could Oklahoma State and something. Illinois be together? They're in the same upper. They're in the same. They're in the same thing. No, no, like top. Oh yeah, surely. Uh, Ill- oh, actually, then I'm gonna have to go with Oklahoma State and West Virginia. Sorry, my bad. But uh, just because I think Oklahoma State is going to fight off the fighting Ilonies or whatever they're called. Alina. Um, Alina. Whatever. Uh, cause Alina. Ilonies. <laughs> Because Kate Cunningham, holy guacamole. He is so good. Six, seven point guard built. There's nobody on um, Illinois who could guard him. Ayo Dasumo, their point guard, great player. He will not be able to guard Kate. Can shoot, can post up, can do everything on the court. But that's that's really just my um, opinion and, on the bracket. Yeah, Kate Cunningham, I believe he dropped 40 against uh, Oklahoma. For Oklahoma State, that could be an absolute weapon. Uh, as we see in previous years, players that can single-handedly carry team <coughs> are destined to make it far, yeah. as we saw with Kemba uh, and many other players that built a legacy around the big so, dance. Uh, I agree with you guys. My final four, <laughs> Illinois, Gonzaga, Bama, and Ohio State. And my championship game... My national championship, two best teams, I think, are the Gonzaga Bulldogs and the, and the Illinois Fighting Illini. Oh, my God. And Illinois. All right. I cannot agree with the, uh, what's it called? The Illinois. Illinois Fighting Illini. <laughs> but I'm going to have to go with Gonzaga. That actually can go either way. My top four definitely is going to be Gonzaga. Um, maybe Florida State could be, could be. I don't know. I think Gonzaga, Alabama, actually, yep. Baylor and Illinois. I'm going with three one seeds and a two seed. I'm going crazy, right? I do think that the Seminoles have a good case uh, for the Final Four in the East. But I'm actually going to rethink what I said earlier. And I think Alabama, as I'm looking at the stats now, are just a better team uh, than Florida State is. They're they're outmatching everyone in this conference, including the one seed Michigan. So I think they have punched their ticket to the final four along with Illinois. Um excuse me. I'd say Illinois. Honestly, I mean I don't see anyone that can match them. Uh, to be perfectly honest, I don't think Houston will match them. I'm gonna say Illinois, Baylor, and Gonzaga. Uh, I think there will be three one seeds 
in the final and four. And a two seed. And it will be between Gonzaga and Baylor mm-hmm. uh, to win the national championship. And Gonzaga's taking it I all think, the I think, I don't, I agree. I respectfully disagree with Baylor. We talked about it earlier. I don't want to get too much into it. I got Illinois winning it all. I got Illinois. Kobe Coburn. Kobe Coburn. A.O. Dasum. Uh, A.O. Dus. Uh, I don't know how to say his name. Uh, I'm just going to say A.O. Uh, Anthony. And not Anthony Miller. Adam Miller. Trent Frazier and a lot more pieces. If you see them, they they this is the, these are their last six games. Over Ohio State, 91-88. Over Iowa, 82-71. Over Rutgers, 90-68. Over Ohio State again, 73-68. Over Michigan, 76-53. That's just incredible. And if you'll if you if you take, pay attention and watch this team, they 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 just beat. Four, they just beat four oh teams in the top ten. They just beat four teams yeah. in the top ten straight. And especially going into March Madison, you need that fire. And uh, I honestly think more than any team right now, Illinois got it, and they are taking it all they given all they got, and they're winning it all. Yeah. And that is what changed my mind for picking Illinois to make it to the Final Four. Uh, I think they have that heart, and everyone in that locker room. Uh, the more I watch their basketball, believes in each other. And those are the teams that make it far um, in this tournament. This tournament manipulates teams. Yeah, and the great part uh, of that team is play out of their comfort zone. And it's always the teams that can perform in the clutch that do well. Yeah, and also, it, again, it's always the team that will have multiple players who could – who could provide and trust each other and all that. And, well, Illinois has that. I think they've crossed all the check marks, and they're all set to go for this tourney. I think they can go really, 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 really well. And do you guys have anything else to cover? Uh, uh, I think we're I good. I think we're good. Uh, so this will wrap up our NCAA March Madness Special Edition uh, podcast here on Talk and Takes. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you, guys. Bye.